It's that time again, adventurers. Wizards has released another UA playtest for 1D&D. This time, it focuses on finishing up the group called the Priests Classes by detailing the Druid and the Barbarian. We'll take a deep dive into all the changes, good and bad, on this episode of The Crypt of Knowledge. to another episode of the Crypt of Knowledge. I am your host, Goose, and as always, I have with me Blake. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing quite well. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing fair. Case of the sniffles for everybody going around tonight, so we apologize for the audio if it gets a little sniffly. Yeah, we'll try to keep it on that minimum. <laughs> Tis the <laughs> season. Hopefully winter's over soon. Yeah, it can't be too much longer. So let's get into it. Tonight, we're having a little bit of a curveball thrown at you. I know we're supposed to be talking about feats, but instead, 1D&D dropped their newest UA that talks about druids and paladins. Yeah, we were sort of dreading this one. I know I was. Yeah, you love the druid. It's one of your favorite ones to play. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have some good <laughs> insight from, from your years of experience playing a druid. Currently still playing a druid as well. So It's true. But this finishes off what they call the priest's class. They've separated all the classes into four different groups. This will fall in with the cleric. So you've got the cleric, the druid, and the paladin. They make up the priest's class. Makes sense, right? Mostly centered around healing. I think that's pretty fair, yeah. Yeah, nothing controversial there. That may be the end of that statement tonight. (laughs) So we'll just dive straight in, and we'll talk about the first class, and that is the druid, which they claim is the least played class in the game. I think that's that's actually true. I've seen something pretty recently that sort of confirms that. That kind of blows my mind. I would not have thought that. I think the druid, as we've discussed off the air, is pretty powerful with a lot of things they can do. Agreed. So I wonder why it's the least played. Is it true? Because Wizards is trying to claim that it's a very difficult class to play. I don't think that that's true. I mean, everybody has a different experience with the druid, but I mean, it's it's not among the most complex of classes. I can think of two off the top of my head. I think the paladin is, is a little more complex than playing a druid. Yeah, we very recently went through the spellcasters and, and listed the difficulty to play, and the druid fell right in the middle of all these different spellcasters for us because it's it does have a few things because you have wild shape, but sure. it was pretty straightforward other than that yeah they've just done some things in this ua that druids they don't feel quite as unique anymore yeah and we'll cover those things here in a minute they wounded them deeply but yeah we're feeling it right now druid mains (laughs) s and chat (laughs) the first thing they did you no longer are proficient with medium armor when you start off that's kind of weird it is kind of weird what is the whole thing that if druids wear metal they explode yeah, so you're not <laughs> supposed to wear metal armor. But there are a couple things that fit into that medium that's still yeah, not metal. There were plenty that they could wear. So I I don't understand this, this nerf to begin with because following, it's going to just stack and accumulate on how <laughs> poorly they can now be tanks. It snowballed pretty hard. Yeah, this is the first incident where they're like, okay, druids, you're not tanks. Don't try to play tanks. This is them pigeonholing them into a casting class, and it feels weird. 100%. 100%. And, I, you know, there was some discourse on Reddit and some other places this weekend. Don't visit Reddit forums right now. It's dirty. No, it's rough. (laughs) Even the meme pages are sort of hard to wade through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's been some memes thrown around in our Discord channels and other things like that. It's, it's pretty heavy out there right now. but Yeah, it's rough. So they add, to, to make them fit into this priest class, the druid is getting a channel. So like channel divinity, now they get channel nature. And that pigeonholes them, shoehorns them into this group. Yeah, because it's a, it's a magic action Yeah, to use it. We'll, we'll talk about Magic actions later. Magic action. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with this now, this this channel nature 
they they shove wild shape into that. So now you, you don't have a separate thing called wild shape. You have your channel nature. And the first part of channel nature is your wild shape, which mm-hmm. is wonderful, right? Everyone loves to wild shape. It's the favorite thing for druids to do. Yeah, it's what they're known for. Yeah. So they, they do have one little piece here. With your channels, you normally get two to start off with during the day. But on a short rest, you can actually get one back. So you could end up with three in a day if you were able to take a short rest and, and use it again. So that was a, a good addition. Yeah, that's not bad. Nobody's upset about that. Nope, that one passes the test. We're good there. <laughs> but now we get into the, the really heavy changes that happen to the druid. So for Wild Shape, they have changed it now to where you don't get to pick, based on a CR rating, what you would like to shapeshift into. Beforehand, you were able to shift into a bat or a cat or a wild boar or a snake or whatever you thought would fit the situation you needed. That no longer has changed. You have a stat block now. And you are either, when you start off with just a land, then you get a C and an air later on as you go. Mm -hmm. But the stat block, the only difference that makes, it keeps your stats everywhere, except for either strength or dex, or they vary between the different types of animals. But your wisdom score replaces a few of those. And that's okay, I guess. Yeah, it's all right. It It keeps it at a really low cap. It does. It keeps it a really low cap, and as we talked, it makes it very generic. Super generic. So you can choose whatever you want. You can mix and match creatures. You could pick a creature, but it doesn't doesn't matter what you pick anymore. This is its stat block. This mm-hmm. is what you use. Yeah, you can even pick small, medium, or large, but sure. it doesn't change anything. It's still the same stat block. The only thing that will adjust anything in there is your wisdom score. Right, and that's what people are so upset about is that 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 choice has been taken away from them. You know, you might pick a frog or a rat for a specific reason Mm -hmm. because it's something that animal can do specifically. Or it could have been any number of things. And while eventually you do unlock more forms, which I think is, you know, great. I mean, what were you going to do? Take the whole thing away? (laughs) But I I just, I don't agree with, I'm going to fall in the camp where I think that this is a huge oversight and uh especially once we get into you know the deeper inner machinations of what the stat block actually looks like yeah i i don't know if they i mean obviously i I feel like they have to play test these internally before they send these out for us to play test them they couldn't have this time i mean i i have to believe they do that (laughs) (laughs) but i agree it doesn't appear they did or everyone playing wizards now doesn't like the druid (laughs) Yeah, they to make it completely different. So. Well, if you're going to be the least played class, then you're going to look like it too. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> this does not give me a reason to play it. So when you're looking at that stat block, your AC turns into ten plus your wisdom modifier. So maximum of fifteen. Yeah, that's okay. It's not yeah. great. There's not a lot of other animals you could turn into that were going to be much higher than that. No, I'm okay no. with that. But it could be pretty low to start off with. You could have a 12 or a 13, and you may have to wait till it grows. So it does limit things that you could do, but it's not terrible there. But the animal of the land uses your wisdom score for your strength and your dex, and you keep your other ability score. So everything else stays the same. So again, if you're talking, it's a 14, 15, 16 for your strength and dex, that's, that's not terrible. Right. But it doesn't really help much else. It doesn't change your AC. It doesn't. I no. mean, <laughs> no. And it's really, it's not going to affect your damage output that much. It's weird because the damage has its own rules. Yes. So it, if it's in the same category, this is a monster stat block that you get. This is, you know, straight out of if I had the monster man in front of me, this is what they've done. They've taken a stat block like that and thrown it over and said, here you go. This is what you use. And again, it's very restrictive. And on top of all of that and how your stats have changed, used to be when you wild-shaped, the enemies had to run through the entire HP of the animal you shifted into, and then you reverted back and it hadn't touched any of your normal HP. You still had all your HP. That is no longer the case. Nope. The, this is the one that really hurt a lot of people, I think. Yeah, you take away medium armor, and then you don't give them the buff in HP when they shift into an animal. Again, that is telling you these are not tanks. Stop playing them as tanks. And that's not fair. I hate it. Yeah, I I think a a druid tank is 
I mean, it's so viable. If I mean, if you can turn into a grizzly bear or a gorilla mm-hmm. and be your party's tank in any given scenario, it should be a valid choice for druids, and it's not anymore. Yeah, and then when you need it, you turn into an owl and you do your thing there mm-hmm. or you, for perception checks, or you turn into a giant eagle at one point and you carry the party. There were so many different options and so many different things people had found unique ways to play this druid class that are just gone now. And that's what made it great. Mm -hmm. Everybody played a druid differently, especially when it came to wild shape. Everybody has their own taste. Everyone has their own ideas. And that's what made druids so so unique, depending on who was playing it. Yeah. And I have seen druids played with never shape-shifting, not once. They just straight up play the class and don't worry about the, the wild shape. And that was viable too, but sure, I don't know if it is now even that way. Really, this is, of all the stuff they've put out so far, this is the hardest nerf they've done to any class. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And then in this UA, they focus on the moon druid. We'll get to that in a minute. You Why, why would you even play that now? There's yeah. no sense in it. And that was one thing they did mention in the videos, if you've watched them, is that they're trying to make everything, as far as subclasses, complement the primary class. So they're, they're taking away a lot of the things that made it a different, almost class, when you picked your subclass. You could adjust the way you played, to now it goes in and just kind of complements what was already in the Druid class. And it feels like that is the opposite of what you wanted a subclass to do. I mean, the... Druids can be centered around wild shape. They don't have to be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the things that the druid gets even before this was wild shape centric. Yeah. But now, because I can see where people were coming from, low level druid tanks are strong. Sure. And it, some people might use the word overpowered. I don't know how it's affecting your experience. I, I mean, I, I can only imagine that it can't be that grand of some, this interruption that because your druid is just doing this one job exceptionally well. So, well, but it's the lowest played class, so it's not affecting anybody's game, apparently. Well, apparently that's what you would think. Most of the monsters you can get to, and we kind of discussed this already, max out around 70, maybe 80 HP. Mm-hmm. And at high levels, you're taking two or three extra hits. That's all you're doing. Yep. It's a... It's a buff. It's a temporary buff. It's a shield. It's just that their way, the druid's way of getting that little extra advantage to stay alive longer. That's yeah. it. If you can if you can misdirect a big enemy away from your teammates for another round or two or three maybe, that's what I mean, that's the whole point. If you can keep it distracted, it, but you can't do that anymore. Not effectively, not unless you've got some good movement speed and you can run. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> You're just not going to have the armor or the HP. It's, they took them both. Yeah, and it's not like you could shift into an animal with a, uh, a high move speed. It's not even it's a... true. You know, I you can't even become a cheetah and just take off. No, you can, you can adjust the speed a little bit, and we'll talk about that as we go through the rest of them, a little bit. But starting out, most definitely, you're stuck with your land creature. So the rest of the stat block, you got to use your own HP, but you get 60 feet of dark vision... That's okay. You have advantage on perception checks. That's pretty good. That that fills in for the owl type thing. Advantage yeah. on perception checks. And you gain a claw attack. Woo! Yippee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it uses your spell modifier to hit. So that that's pretty good. It uses that. And does 1d8 pleasure wisdom modifier. So as a claw attack, as a natural attack goes, that's not a terrible one. You can do some damage. But I don't know. I still like smacking people with a staff. At this point, there isn't. There wouldn't be much of a difference between popping shillelagh and using your staff versus this. True. I mean, I, and we we had just talked about this. You use wild shape because you had a whole an entire extra HP pool. The yeah. attacks weren't why you were doing that. No. There's no CR beast that is doing a ton of damage. Nobody's shifting into something and, and just topping your damage charts. It's not. It's not happening. No, it's definitely not. And and you still won't. As this one, but beforehand, like you said, you could have that extra HP and draw the attention away from the other party where if somebody needed heal or if they had gotten to your, your, you know, squishy wizards, you were able to redirect them to you, take those few hits and allow your team to do the damage. You know, you, you were just that you were a tank, a little shield that's not effective anymore. No. And no damage to just to boot. Yeah. So, really yeah. low. So we started off great. 
yeah, you can tell we're just super enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm very optimistic about this. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to second level. You get Healing Blossoms and Wild Companion. So not bad. Healing Blossoms allow you to heal in a 10-foot area by distributing a pool of healing determined by a number of D4s equal to your Wisdom modifier. So you get Lay on Hands. Pretty much. Yeah, you just don't have to touch them. It's not great, but it's it goes right along with that thing that they've been doing, is giving these classes that they want to fill certain roles little abilities mm-hmm. that now they just have like, oh, well, you know, once or twice per short rest here. Now you can throw out 1d10 plus 2 healing or something along those lines. Right. So now you have to choose, do I use this healing blossom or do I wild shape? Because they're both now in your channel. So you have to use a channel to do them. That's kind of rough. Yeah, this narrows down the field of what you can do. I wanted to shapeshift three times today, but now I have to shapeshift and then healing blossoms. And then I might choose to make a wild companion, which allows you to cast basically find familiar and the creature appears as a, a fae until you take a rest. So whatever it is that you find, it's in that same vein of find familiar. It's, it is the spell, but instead of demonic or, or things like that, they come out as a fae. I think that's, in you know, that's interesting it- it's good for flavor. It's flavor. Yeah. That's a common theme in this, isn't it? Yeah. It's not going to help you a lot. It has its own little stat block too. But again, that's it's, it takes a channel nature to use it. So you have to decide in your day. Again, if you take that short rest, you get one back. But to start the day, are you going to pop that and have that with you all day long and already narrow yourself on what you can do with your channels? I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, if you're if you're going to be a wild shape focused druid, then that's what your charges are going to be used for per day. Yeah, you're going to at least not use them until you know what's happening for the day. If you think there's going to be no combat, you might use some weird stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, you're you're not going to use it. So it's going to be a wasted slot on seventy to eighty percent of people's sheets. They're they're never going to use it. You might bring out a familiar and then give you know to try and give yourself advantage. On a couple yeah. of encounters, but even so, you're only getting two wild shapes after that. Yeah, you can use it for touch spells. So let it run up and get close to somebody and do a touch spell. But man, they're just squishy. They're going to be gone, and then you've wasted it. So I, I just don't know. A wild shape, as bad as it is, is still more effective than a found familiar spell. Easily. Yeah, 100%. Then we get to fifth level, and you get Might of the Land. So now your land creature unlocks Animal of the Land's Climb Speed and Multi-Attack. So you get Climb Speed equal to your Movement Speed. So you can be a monkey, I guess, if you want to be. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, I don't know. Or a spider that climbs a wall. But And the Multi-Attack is fine. You just get two of that Claw Attack. So that, that can do a little extra damage. You got 2d8 swings. Yeah, I mean, that helps a little bit. It, it, it's in line with what other classes get at 5th level. Yeah, th- there's nothing in that that inherently is bad to me. It's just the fact that everything before it has been bad <laughs> it makes it useless. <laughs> yeah, it but, makes it look a lot less appetizing. Yeah, so th- there's that. Then at seventh level, we actually now get our second form. So we get Animal of the Sea. So you can turn it into an aquatic or semi-aquatic animal, like a crocodile or a shark. You get 20 feet of speed, so your your speed is, is lowered. But you get 40 foot of swim speed. So... You know, if you're in having a campaign where you're near water, that could help. And your dex is your wisdom score here. Just your dex, not your strength. You retain all the rest of your scores. You get 90 feet of dark vision, so you can see further. You can breathe air and water. You get a bestial strike that does even less damage. It's 1d6 plus your wisdom. That's sort of weird. I guess fish don't hit hard in this universe. And, and I mean, you bring up a shark or a crocodile. Like, those things are yeah. doing... And they get 1d6. Yeah. Now I need to see what the stat block of a shark, how much they hit for, you know. Don't. You'll be mad. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there are so many aquatic creatures you could turn in that could do way more damage than this. But again, you said it, that not a lot of people were shape-shifting, were, were using this to do damage. It wasn't right. the primary function of what they were doing. You're like, oh, I can't wait to get to level 7 so I can unlock my animal of the sea. I guess it's okay because you've got semi-aquatic in there, so you can do crocodiles. That's, that could be okay, but feels weird. I think they could have lumped that 
into just the one thing and then continued to add stuff to it to make it more powerful instead of making these different types that you could shift into. Just say you can do them all at the beginning, but they get more powerful as you go. Sure, sure. That would have made a big difference, I think. Uh, moving to ninth level, you unlock the last one, which is the animal of the air. Your AC is now eight plus your wisdom modifier, so Oof. even lower. You get the 20 feet of regular movement speed and 40 feet of flying speed, so you don't even get the 60 that you had the benefit of from a lot of the animals that you could shift into and fly. It's it's nerfed as far as speed even, so I, 10 extra feet, do I care? Not Not really. No, goodness no. I mean, you get 120 foot dark vision. Woo. Yeah, great. Flyby negates opportunity attacks. It's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, you have advantage on perception checks, which is the same as the other. Yeah. And your beast will strike, which does, it's your spell modifier to hit like before, but it does 1d4 plus your wisdom modifier damage. In no sense of the word could you call that bestial. No. <laughs> that is pathetic. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get it. I guess most of these air animals you're turning into are, are smaller bats and regular birds, but you're going to tell me a giant owl does 1d4 plus my wisdom? I mean, I guess... Giant I guess, eagle? I, I guess that's what they're trying to convince you. I don't... It just, again, it makes no sense. I wish they would have, if they're going to do this, lump everything in that you get at the start. Just you get to shapeshift. You get to wild shape with nothing else attached to it. Put the stat block in there if you want. But then as you get further along, say, okay, if you turn into a aquatic animal, then put the speeds there. But other than that, you know, at level five, at level seven, at level nine, add cool stuff to them that they can do and have one for each if you wanted to, you know? Sure. Add the land creatures get another D8. So they're, they're getting that multi-attack basically. Then the aquatic creatures get some kind of special aquatic thing, whatever it is. And, you know, make it to where it matters, not just adding additional stat blocks that you can play. Yeah, because this right now, I mean, let's say you wanted to play a druid that wasn't all about wild shape. Pretty much everything that you get is something to do with wild shape. It is. Now, again, you've got your other channels. So if you were going to ignore wild shape whatsoever, you would just start your day with your found familiar spells. And then you had your healing blossoms if you needed them. So you, you've got some channels that can be effective and you can play it that way. But yeah, that's what you got it at the beginning. <laughs> that's what you got. You're not, mm -hmm. not going to get more powerful with them really other than when your wisdom goes up and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's a little weird and it doesn't get any better as you get higher levels. <laughs> no, <doesn't>. no. <laughs> yeah, 11th level, you can choose to be a tiny creature and uh, you could before do that at level one yeah you could already <laughs> so now now they're making you wait to level 11 and you can only become tiny for up to 10 minutes and then you do half of the normal damage you would do so if you turn into a tiny bird you do 1d2 <laughs> who came up with this i don't know not real play testers i'll tell you that no it can't be i don't know who's doing it for them now but mm -mm. so we'll go 13th level can it get better? Gives you alternating forms, which allows you to switch between wild shape and normal forms quickly, as long as it's done within a minute. So you can hop into your giant eagle, fly across a ravine, land, turn back into your human form, talk for 30 seconds to your teammates, change back into your giant eagle and fly off again. And you know what? Here's the funny thing is you don't even have to do that because you get you get to keep your languages when you're in your wild shape. You can understand them. Can can't you not speak them? I guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's true. The way that they had it written out makes it seem like, oh yeah, well you can just talk too. It's very true. They don't specify that. The way that it works currently, yes, is you could still understand the languages you had. You couldn't speak when you were in a wild shape form, and I guarantee you that's what they meant. Again, it was poorly worded. Yeah, I guarantee you it that's had, what they it meant. Had me well. like thrown off. I was like, all right, well, I mean, I guess that's sort of. <laughs> At least you can well, convey it, simple ideas. It, yeah, and it, it's not bad to think the way you are because of some of the things that they talk about later where you can uh, cast spells while you're still in your form. Right. I mean, if you got you got a th verbal stuff, you'd think you could still speak, but I don't think you can. So, 
but it's it's not very well defined. So I no, guess it's you can not. Do whatever you want. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't think we'll be playing with a druid like this. No, I don't think you're going to switch over to this very very soon. No. We'll keep it where we're at. Fifteenth uh, level, though, you get wild resurgent, which lets you use wild shape and healing blossoms in the same channel nature. So I guess that's a thing that might be useful, but honestly, if you're going to wild shape, you're probably doing it right at the beginning of combat. Probably so. And you probably not need any healing yet. But, I mean, I've seen you go a few rounds before you switch, so I guess it's possible it might be effective that way. I guess it it could be, especially if it's... It seems like it's going to be the way that you're going to have to play this sort of druid, (laughs) is that you're just going to be in and out of shape a lot. Yeah. So... Or, you know, some people run a ton of encounters in a day, and maybe you don't you don't top up every single time you're done fighting, so. Yeah. It has maybe. a place, but. I, I get the fact that they're trying to make efficient use of your channels, so that's fine, but man, you gotta wait till 15th level, and that feels like a, a dud to get at 15th level. It's, it does. It that's like much. <laughs> yeah, that's like the, the, you know, the gravest part of this offense is like, this is what I get at 15th? Yeah. Okay. Just wait till seventeenth, because <laughs> then you can cast spells in your wild shape form, unless they consume their material component. So you know things that eat up gems and other things like that. When you cast them, you can't do that. And this is again, like we just said, where I could see you get confused about the being able to speak in your wild shape now, because if the only thing you don't need to do is the material component, it sounds like you can speak. Yeah, that's sort of because otherwise it's it's always mentioned. It's always you know yes. you can do this and this as long as it doesn't require you know verbal and somatic. But now now all you ha- all it has to do is not consume a material. So it would it really leads you to believe. That. Yeah, a giant eagle can speak to everyone. In and common. isn't it only abjuration spells? Well, actually, no. This is this is any spell at seventeen. You're, this is the the circle of the moon is where you've got the mm. oh you're focus right focus on abjuration you're right you're right yeah this one is for any any spell as long as it doesn't take material components so but at seventeenth level though I mean yeah that could have been your ninth level sure yeah that <laughs> yeah. could have been your ninth level that that feels much more powerful than me being able to fly uh, but anyway we'll keep moving <laughs> it's got to get better sometime right <clears throat> <laughs> don't hold your breath yeah eighteenth level you get archdruid which is great that's what you had before at 20th level, so it moves up a little. So that, that's good. So yeah. it gives you back one use of your channel nature when you roll initiative. Uh, you also age less. So you age one year for every 10 years that pass. So you, you're slowing your aging. But again, at 18th level, you always have your, your channel nature available, basically. Every fight, you start off with a brand new one. So that's pretty good. I mean, it's if you're going to focus on the wild shape, it, it is definitely pretty good to have that available to you. But, we, yeah, we've talked. How many campaigns get this high level? Very rarely. Besides taking away the ability to tank, it definitely feels like they plateau with their power pretty soon. It doesn't get much better at higher levels. I mean, you get better spells in your book, and so if you're sure. spell-focused, but if you're going to do that, just play a wizard. At this point, yes. You might as well just play you know, something else that casts sorcerer or wizard or whatever. Because right now, it's... You're not healing as well as the other classes are. I mean, I assume you could be. Yeah, I mean, you could focus on it, but... Maybe that's what they have in mind for this. It's either you're going to be a, a super non-essential part of this combat as either a tank or a DPS in your wild shape, or you can just heal. Wouldn't that be yeah. nice if you didn't have to worry about all of this? I mean, they kind of foreshadowed that when they put them in the priest's class. I guess. But... You know, there were there were so many things that druids could do before in regular 5e rules that did not shoehorn them into that. Rarely yeah. would you see a druid be a healer. They'd be the backup. If everybody was, was hurting or your healer was down, they could do it. But they were more damage mitigation crowd control, especially. There was a lot of crowd control druids. And, and then, again, you had that wild shape form where you, if you had to, you could jump in and tank. And that's just all gone. Yeah, all of that has been wiped away. Yeah. So I, I don't believe that it could have been playtested thoroughly, <laughs> if at all. Not by anybody who loved the Druid, that's N- for sure. No, they certainly had no love <laughs> when they were writing this. <laughs> so we'll see how it pans out in the end. But for right now, it's not looking good. 
Yeah, it's a it's a non-starter for me for sure. But you know, we'll finish out the rest and, and we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> you know, we we've not been totally negative about any of these before. We've always found some good in them, and and I just I struggle with this one. I really do. I struggle to find where there was improvement in this class at all. Well, Savior, um, I anticipate, you know, just a little longer because the Paladins got treated a little more nicely. They they did. That's true. They did. <laughs> Nobody's mad in the Paladin camp. I'll tell you that much. No, no, they're not. No, definitely not. So we'll finish it out then. You can replace one spell you have prepared each time you have a long rest. So that's okay. You can switch out some spells. Uh, circle is picked up at third level instead of second now. So you yeah. gotta wait a, a whole nother level to pick your circle. Your ASI, your improvement scores, uh, or your feats still come at fourth, eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and then nineteenth now, because the epic boon is dropped at twentieth. And the epic boons now can raise your ability score over twenty. So these epic boons now have a plus two attached to them. So if you've got your wisdom to 20 already, you pick your epic boon, it'll go to 22. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's not bad. There were a couple of other little things that also could allow you at this point to go over 20, but they cap you at 30. Yeah, that's fair. If you're looking to play epic characters, you can get your stats up to 30 now. That's not bad, but that's not just specific to the druid. That's for everyone. Yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we go back to... The biggest thing is druids no longer can use the HP of the animal they shift into. They just have to stick with their own. And you get a specific stat block, one for land, one for sea, one for air. And they have diminishing uh, uh, capabilities for damage. They get Mm -hmm. worse. And I don't see many great features for them. I mean, honestly, I'm just heartbroken at the way they've done this. Yeah, it's really rough. I mean, if if flavor is all you were concerned about, then I guess you're still okay, but... You can't really have your flavor and be be effective anymore. Least played class, so it definitely didn't have much flavor, apparently. Yeah, but the most the least played combination is an Asimer Ranger. Well, okay, fun nice fun fact. I could I could see Rangers being pretty low on the played list as well. Yeah, though. I think that's fair. But overall, Druids, I'm so surprised. I am too. I mean, especially with some major characters that have been out in in you know, media and stuff. I would have thought that more people would have tried it, but you know, Alas. I digress. Some people stick with the what they know. You know, fighter, wizard, rogue. I've always been upset that there was real like no super easy way to make a like an enhancement shaman from World of Warcraft. Like, let me tell you about Pathfinder, my friend. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, with the debacle and things that have happened recently, I've dug into a lot of other RPGs, and I had touched base with several beforehand but renewed interest as it would be sure i can see why the ability to create classes and the characters that you want to play in pathfinder is just superior that's what i've heard yeah there's there's no other way to put it but (laughs) one day we'll come back to that i'm very sure but today we'll stay oh no yeah we're talking about the new UA. We're just like, you know what? <laughs> Pathfinder <laughs> sounds really nice. oh, It's looking better and better every day. Oh, no. <laughs> but Circle of the Moon is the one they touch on here for your subclass. So you get it at third now instead of second. And at third, you get Combat Wild Shape. So you can cast Abjuration Spells, which now if you remember way back, Everything that they're doing, they're shifting what class spells are in and everything. So now healing spells are abjuration spells. So you can cast abjuration spells while you're in your wild shape. You get an unarmed strike as a bonus action. And you can wild shape as a bonus action instead of an action. Now that that unarmed strike is, it's weird to me that that's in there written like that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it fits with the rest of what your class is doing. (laughs) No, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> is that in druid form? Is that in beast form? Is that Good question? When can I do that? Because if I'm an animal, I'm always unarmed. But is this you getting your multi attack two levels before you do when you're not a circle of the moon? Because I get it at fifth. That's what I'm. It, it's it's so vague. But at fifth, you don't have to use a bonus action to do it. So right. What? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, two levels is it really going to make that much of a difference? But. There it is. Now you can multi-attack and a, an arm strike as a panther. All right. 
Well, you know. But it's by it's by unarmed strike rules. That's why they did that. It's because it's not bestial strike rules. So it's it's true. What like one plus whatever your strength is? Yes. If you're not a monk. Yes. And your strength, <laughs> though, as a land is your wisdom modifier, or is your wisdom. So, I mean, you you could have a plus four, plus five in there. and To just get an additional four or five damage is not something to scoff at, especially when you're already on the low end. If you're not in your land form, it's almost non-existent. That's true. It, it wouldn't help you at all. But land animals, if you're going, I mean, combat, I, I we'll know. keep moving. <laughs> Sixth level, you can't turn into elementals anymore. You used to be able to. Boo. Can't turn into. <laughs> Instead, you can just confer those elemental powers to your wild shape, and when you do, you gain resistance to that element you pick, and then you can choose to make the damage your attack does be that element as well. So if you pick fire, you can resist it to fire, and Instead of slashing, bludgeoning, whatever it is you're doing, you turn it into fire damage. doesn't give you extra damage. It just becomes that type. Correct. Man. (laughs) (laughs) What have they done to my boy? What are you... You're asking for extra damage? Okay, fine. At 10th level. Here we go. Your elemental strike. Your bestial strike does an additional 1d6 elemental damage, and that doubles the 17th, so you get 2d6 and 17th. So there's your extra damage. Thank goodness. What? Oh, it's oh, 10th level already? God. <laughs> so now you can do, at 10th level, you can do two strikes at 1d8 plus your wisdom, and then add a 1d6 for your elemental damage to each, and then bonus action, one plus, hopefully at that point, a five. So yeah. six more damage on top. It's actually not terrible damage if you max it out. It's if not you hit bad. everything. It's not bad at max. So if you're going to go combat wild shape, I could see it. Circle of Moon is not shaping up terribly bad, I guess. It's not. Mm, it's a power creep for sure. Yes. You're going to have to make it a long ways before you feel really powerful. And then when you're doing max. What did we add up there? Max like 30 damage. <laughs> then your paladin friend. Yeah. <laughs> with his smites is over there doing way more damage. But Way more. But I digress. You're not a tank anymore, remember? You're not, you're not a druid tank. Yeah. Not a druid DPS either. So <laughs> Nope. Nope. You're a healer. You'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> 14th level. They max these out now. So at 14th level, you get thousand forms. That sounds awesome. Really cool. What does that mean? You have <laughs> Alter Self always prepared and can cast it at will without expending a spell slot. Great. Mm. You know. Yeah. At 14th functional. level for being, uh, yeah, for RP and stuff, sure. Sure. It's functional. But as my 14th level, my last thing I'm getting Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, after 10th level, if you're uh, Circle of the Moon, I mean, that's pretty much it. You're you've done. T- you've topped out. Mm-hmm. Max that damage out and hope you can get to 20, and then you get your wisdom even higher, and then you get a couple of extra points of damage. Woo! <sighs> I can't believe they've done this. Yeah, it feels bad. It feels it's really a little bad. rough. There's not much else we can say about the Druid. That's it. You no, don't not get without use... being overly pessimistic and just negative. Yeah, and I don't feel we're going to change the tone. So we're just, <laughs> no. just going to say that's your druid. The big key takeaways is your wild shape. You don't get to use your HP anymore. And you have stat blocks that are pre-prepared so you don't have to worry your poor little mind about trying to figure out what shape shift you want to go into. And God forbid you had to be prepared for your session. <laughs> Think about what animals you maybe wanted to get to use and just Google those stat blocks. This is the whole problem with one D and D is that they're making it as nerfed and simple that a five year old could play the game. That's their focus is making sure that no one has to think anymore. And that defeats the whole purpose. This game started way back in the seventies as a war game. Yeah. A tactical war game that required you to think every time you wanted to move and do something. And now they were mm, Everything had to be here. tactical. Right. Yeah. Now everything had to matters. be so well well thought out. But right now a five year old can play, no problem. And don't get me wrong, I love that young children can play this game. I, I've sure. mentioned several times that I'm running a campaign for a group of 7 to 12-year-olds, and you have to change a few things for that age group already, but 
not this much. No, not They've this much. They've been able to comprehend. I have one playing a druid. They were able to comprehend it. And she's 12. It's not that difficult to do. If I, I'm sorry for those of you that have struggled with it, but a 12-year-old got it. Yeah, like I said, some of this stuff is strong, okay? Like, if balance is what you're worried about, it was an overcorrection. Yes. They went way too far in the other direction here. <laughs> yes. This class is, is worthless to play. You want it to be least played, it's going to stay least played. Yeah, that's it's not moving up that chart anytime soon. That's why I'm like, that's, you know, my subclass is totally homebrew. Thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, your race, your class. Everything is, yeah. Everything on you, your weapons. Thank goodness. It's all homebrew. (laughs) But but again, we've said it many times. We like the power game. We we want to be powerful. That's the whole point of playing fantasy. Who wants to be a normal person? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move on because, you know, we still got paladins to cover and all the other things they've did funky but paladins again you said it earlier not a terrible change for paladins no not this, so bad this felt okay so lay on hands we said it before is now a magic action what's what the hell's a magic action they've been very specific about the wording about how they're splitting actions into all of these different things that you could do now so like you know mm-hmm. a regular action or, or a combat things have been they're separated out now Yes. So a magic action is basically essentially before it's like, you know, you can only cast, you can only use the cast a spell action once per turn, no matter what. This is that now. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to lay on hands, that's all you're doing. Yeah. If you're going to use a magic action, it's not casting a spell anymore. If you're going to use a magic action, then that's your magic for the, for the turn. You mm-hmm. can't do them both. It's basically also a bonus action. It still says bonus action beside it. So I... I don't. I, don't get it. <laughs> I need. Can them I to use an attack out. as a bonus action now? If a magic action can be bonus, what 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 mm-hmm. is the differentiation between these two? I thought they were supposed to be making it easier. Yeah, I digress. They've, they've got some wording to figure out, but basically, <laughs> lay on hands a magic action at level fifteen. You can cure additional conditions before you can do poison. Now you can do the poison plus blind, charmed, dazed, deafened, frightened, paralyzed, or stunned by spending five of your lay on hand action points or healing points. You spend five of them and you can cure one of those. That's neat. Yeah, you can cure multiple in a turn. You just have to continue to use those five points each time you do. So if somebody was blind and charmed, you could do both. You just have to spend ten points to do it. Yeah, I think that that's super neat. That's a nice little addition. It's 15th level, but it's a nice little addition. Sure. Well, and again, the poison thing is still there, so you can do poison. You just get those additional ones at 15th level, where as you get to the higher level creatures, there are, it's much more of a chance they're going to have those effects that they can put on you than Definitely. lower level creatures. By the time you get to 15, you'll be glad to have that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's bad to wait till that level to have it. Maybe it could have been 13th, just a little bit sooner, but 15th, is a, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. Spells can be cast starting at level one, now instead of second level, which always was weird for me. I mean, you don't know how to cast anything as a paladin to the second level. But. <laughs> it's, all, it's all smites. It's all smites. Right out the gate, though, you can cast your spells now. You might not want to, but they're there for you. And we'll talk about the way smite has changed also as we go forward. They've, they've reworked those spells, but kind of, sort of, not really. As much as they've reworked anything in this, they've reworked the, the spells, I suppose. So. Yeah, if we're going by the metric that everything else has been reworked, it's been reworked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Divine Smite now can only be used once per turn, and it doesn't add anything additional for Undead or Fiend. So you used to get additional damage if you smite an Undead or Fiend. You don't now. It's just a normal smite, and you can't do it when you have multiple attacks. Just You do it one time only. Just the one. Yeah, I, I get it. Paladin smiting was a little broken because you could just smite, 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 and then cast a spell on top of that, and yeah, you could you could do some serious damage. But it's not all bad news for people, no, no, smite fans, because now you can do it with unarmed strikes and ranged attacks. Yeah, take that bow out and smite somebody. Yeah, long range sniper crossbow, (laughs) paladin (laughs) smite build, absolutely. A pugilist build, punching people in the face. I smite you with my fists. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> this, this is a good change. Yes. People are happy about this one. Yes, I am happy with it as well. It opens it up to be a little 
a little better. I mean, I get you. You think of the standard paladin is carrying around this big weapon with them, and they're smacking people with it. But why? Why not punch people in the face? Yeah, yeah, or hit them with that crossbow. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. But you can't use your divine smite on the same turn that you cast a smite spell. So I guess you can't double smite. No smite squared. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, that probably goes back to that smite stacking thing, which is a, a real thing that people do. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Again, you could watch a paladin come in and, and clear some people out, especially when it was undead or fiends. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, that's their whole purpose. They just come in and they <laughs> they wipe those monsters from the face of the earth. But So they've tamed them a little bit. I, this, I think, is a, a good nerf. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. They're trying to level the, the power levels between all the classes and make them relatively close, except the druid, apparently. They hate the druid. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> this is an okay one for me. Yeah, this is fine. This is just balance. So you still get to choose your fighting style at, at second level. Nothing really changed there. Divine Sense has moved into the channel Divinity. So you don't have your own Divine Sense that you could use outside of it. You have to use a channel to do it. At a third level, and now though, instead of it lasting, I think it was a round, it lasts 10 minutes. So you can just pop that baby on, and for 10 minutes you can see where all those undead and things are. So that's a good change as well. I think so too. It definitely gives them something more to work with than they had before. Yes. And just like the other divinities, you can use it twice at the beginning. You regain one after using short rest. So you can use three right out of the gate pretty much. And that's not a bad thing either. No, it, it's all equal right now. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Ninth level, you get Abjur Foes as another channel to use as a magic action. Again, here we go, magic actions. <laughs> you, you target a number of foes up to your charisma modifier to daze and frighten them. It's interesting. That's not bad. It's, uh, again, ninth level, that's that's fairly early on, and it's it's all it pretty much replaces Turn Undead, basically. Yeah, and it lets you use it on, on anybody, so that's cool. Yeah, they've taken away that, because again, paladins used to be focused on holy things, and now they're not. You know, you just have to have your oath you're following, be vengeance, be whatever, you don't have to be in a holy order. So I think that makes sense. Yeah, they've been moving away from that for some time now. Mm-hmm. Then at 18th, you regain a use of channel divinity when you roll initiative, so. Same as Archdruid. Yeah, pretty even there. Again, I don't, I don't hate any of those. I don't think it takes away from what you're doing as a paladin at all. No, none of it abruptly changed the way that the Paladin is played. Just a little less damage is about all they've done so far, but they give you the ability, again, to have the ranged smites, which helps a ton, you know? Yeah, it opens up an entirely new world of play for people who are Paladin fans. The Sacred Oath is chosen at level 3. Shockingly, everything now is level 3. They Every class, they're pushing it to level 3. Yeah. So you get to choose your oath then. You still get your extra attack at 5th level. That didn't change. Paladins can now cast Fine Steed at 5th level. I found this one interesting. The spell is always known and doesn't count against your prepared spells. And you can cast it once per day without expending a spell slot. So at 5th level, you always have a horse. Always have a horse. That is such a, a common theme. All paladins can find a horse. Yeah. And if they're within a mile of you, you have a telepathic link to them. So it's way better than find familiar. Way better, yeah. You can't (laughs) ride that familiar around. No. (laughs) So yeah, they have a a stat block just like familiars do, just like wild shapes do. They have their own stat block. There are small changes in the stat block that come about depending on what type they are. Because when they come out, they are either fey, fiend, or Celestials. So they, they have these different abilities now. And the Fae can face step, Misty step, basically for 60 feet. The Fiend can frighten people that are near them. And the Celestial can heal 2d8 plus whatever spell level you cast it as. Uh, you, they can perform those abilities, like once per day. So it's not a huge thing, but once per day you can use them as something. And it can maul. It has a maul attack. So you can use it in combat as well. So I... That's interesting. Yeah, this is, of of all the things they've done, the Fine Familiars and all the shape-shifting, this is way better. Yeah, I mean, because they, they weren't hurting for a companion, but now they have one. Yeah, never alone on their quest for justice. That's pretty sweet. Batman always has a Batmobile, so Paladin should always have a horse. 
it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> uh, aura protection now has moved up one spot to seventh level. And all of your auras, you used to have multiple auras and you choose which ones were on. All your auras now go into aura protection. They just gain abilities, but it's the same aura. It's always on as you get more levels. So the aura of courage at 13th level is instead of 10. And then at 17, your aura grows to 30 feet. So it's not that 10 foot radius around you. So they grow as, as you go up instead of adding different auras. They just kind of all meld into one and they do multiple things when people are within your aura. That's nice. That's it's not even that substantial of a change, really. No, I mean, moving it from 10th to 13th was kind of weird, I guess. But, you know, aura of courage just keeps you from being frightened. And so it, it was okay, but it, it wasn't great. So I'm okay with it at 13. Yeah. And then 30 foot at, at 17th level. I mean, that's, yeah, that's decent. Yeah, that didn't change much either. Your your uh, I think it was 18th when your auras grew last time, so it's pretty close. So, not not a big deal there. But yeah, 11th level gets you radiant strikes, which does an additional 1d8 radiant damage on melee attacks. So that's just always there. Adds to your your damage. That's a a good thing. That kind of you can't smite every time, but now you've got that additional radiant damage you're doing at 11th level, good which there. The, the clerics also have. Yeah, with their divine smite. That's one thing that bugs me too. They they grouped these people into these groups, like the priests, and then made them all very similar. Yeah, they did all the same type of stuff, and it just takes away from diversity of classes. I think so. Everything feels so much more, I don't know, synonymous with each other, especially within the groups. Yeah, they're all generic and shoehorned, and you know, if you want to be a healer, you play one of these three. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny the paladin is in that group at all because we don't consider paladins healers. No, we, we talked about this. If you're using your spells for healing, then you're doing it wrong. You should be using your spells for smite additional abilities. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because they're seriously strong. Yeah, you can do some major damage as a paladin, and you should be tanking, not healing. I mean, I guess if everybody else is dead, do what you got to do, but don't waste it unless you have to. See, and that's the funny thing is like in my head, paladins heal. And we've talked about this on a previous episode where you're like, well, that's actually like... It's in, and I agree with you too. Like in D and D, they don't. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like holy paladin, but that's not. It's not quite the vision they have here. They're not holy in five E anymore. No, you don't have to be holy. No, they're not at all. You're right. Yeah. So very strange. Uh, that pretty much covers the paladin. Not a ton changed. I don't think I could say it was bad or good. I think it was just an okay change. Yeah. Nothing in there really said what are they doing here on this one. No, this was a, this was decent. This was a nice. It, it fits in with the way that they're doing all the other classes so far in the UAs. Everything is just a little more streamlined. They a redistribution of abilities at different levels, that sort of thing. It make room for boons at twentieth. So yep. it's okay. Nothing super different here. It's still very much the paladin you know and love. Agreed. So the oath of devotion, uh, you can cast one of your spells from your oath list free once per day. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Because, I mean, you get those spells, you know, and every subclass does this. You get a certain amount of spells just for having that subclass. So to be able to just cast one of them and say, you know, one of the spites you get that you just like, boom, I'm going to use it. And it doesn't cast, cost me a spell slot because they don't get as many spell slots as, as other classes. No, it's like a warlock in that way. Yeah, I think that really helps. So good deal on that one. Yeah, they needed that. Maybe not needed it, but they're not hurting without it. <laughs> well, they weren't hurting, but it helps. Yeah, yeah. it definitely does. Sanctuary has been replaced with Shield of Faith in that list. Lesser Restoration replaced with Aid. Aura of Vitality and Blinding Smite got replaced uh, with both ninth level spells there. Those came in and replaced the ones you had previously. And then Freedom of Movement was replaced by Staggering Smite. So they rearranged that list a little bit. Nothing in there stands out as, as bad. I think I like the Shield of Faith. It's a better move. Yeah, yeah. And adding extra smites, that should be what you're spinning it on anyway. Yeah, that all that all makes sense. The sacred weapon is your channel divinity. As a bonus action, you can imbue your weapon for one minute with your charisma modifier to hit, and its damage type changed to radiant. So if you've hopefully got a maxed out charisma modifier, you add a plus five to hit. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's not bad at all. The weapon also emits bright light for 20 feet and dim light for 20 feet more. And no turn the unholy anymore. But we talked about 
you still have that move at 13th level and, and or various other things you can do to to push them back. It's not called turn undead anymore, turn the unholy. You can do it to everyone, so it's okay that that got replaced. Yeah. Sixth level, you get Smite of Protection. So using your Divine Smite also allows you to heal yourself or someone within 30 feet of you 1d8 plus the level of the spell slot used for temporary health. It's not healing, basically, but you're giving temporary health to them. So that's not bad when you're smiting someone and then popping heals off of people around you. Yeah. Some temp health never hurt nobody. Mm-mm, no. I mean, it's not going to be a ton, but it might help you survive the last hit if you're if you're in danger yeah it might make you know has the potential to make a difference aura of devotion moved from seventh to tenth level but nothing changed in it there's no purity of spirit anymore which used to give you protection from evil and good it was you didn't have to cast a spell it was just on you at all times so they took that out i don't think it hurts you it was kind of a weird spell to kind of have always running on you anyway but again when you talked about them being holy warriors i guess it made sense yeah, if if that's sort of the, the whole shtick, then it makes sense. But but then you come to the last one, and they still call it Holy Nimbus. <laughs> <laughs> you moved from 20th level to 14th, which was big. Your aura of protection now does radiant damage equal to your proficiency plus your charisma modifier when enemies start their turn inside it, and it's filled with bright light. So if you use your channel divinity, you can create this big field around you, 30 feet at this point, almost. Not quite. You got to 17th to get there. But yeah, almost. In a few levels, you got 30 feet around you and you can do extra damage. So, And then you can use it again if you expend a fourth level or higher spell slot. So it's not bad. Holy Nemesis, it didn't really change much. And moving it earlier, I mean, six levels early, it's, it's pretty good. No, it, it's a huge jump down. And it's with everything else with the other subclasses, like the Druid ended at 14th level too, so... Yes. The last thing they got, so that makes sense. And it's a pretty cool little, pretty cool little ability. But holy again, it's they yep. got to get their theme <laughs> figured out here. I don't know what the deal yep. is. Yeah, you'll you'll see it across them all. Now you're going to get things at third, sixth, tenth, and fourteenth. That's going to be your classes, and it's all put together that way. And people aren't having these different power jumps at different times, which I didn't mind because it it allowed each character to maybe have a small moment where they could shine. Sure, I mean that's. It's just something I've ever even thought about. Like, I know that not everybody gets cool stuff the same time I get cool stuff, but mm-hmm. it, when I'm not getting something cool, they are. Yeah, it averaged out, and they were always close, you know, maybe 14th to 13th level or something like that. They were they were all really close to each other, and it never was something that I think anyone complained about that I knew of anyway. No, surely not. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, then... uh that's it. That's the Paladin. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, that's all for that. Again, I think this one is perfectly fine. I saw nothing great, nothing bad. It's kind of just status quo. Didn't really change a bunch. No, the Paladin still exists in the same spot that it, it took before. You know, it's good. It's still in a good good place. Yeah, so Paladin mains, rejoice. You survived the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Weep for your friends, your brothers, the druids. <laughs> Then there were some spell adjustments. We talked about it before. They reworked all the smite spells. Well, sort of. Many or most, if not all, of the smites just had the language changed from a bonus action to a bonus action used immediately after landing a blow. Did anyone not do that already? This I this I understand. Because some people will split their turns up. and I But I don't see why it was a problem. Define that better for me. How are they splitting their turns up? Why did it matter? Well, it's the same sort of thing as, like, some people use bonus actions before their actual action. Okay, that's fine. Because that the smite spells say when you land a hit. Right, so that that should, nothing really changed there, just the language yeah. did. But do, so some people... bonus action first and then hit somebody. Yeah, I mean, technically, yes. It's the same principle. Yeah, it's the same thing. It didn't need to be clarified. I, I just, that's what I was trying to figure out is who wasn't understanding well enough that they could bonus action first and then smite. <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess the, I guess because they changed the way that paladins smite. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like beforehand, you could you could bonus action cast your smite spell, and then hit and divine strike at the same time. You could lump them all into one. Attack. Right. Now you can't. But it's still, the language still wasn't clarified 
enough to do that. It was just weird saying they just changed it says bonus action used immediately after landing a blow. It was so weird. Yeah. I guess they thought that it needed to be more clearly worded. I don't know. <laughs> there it is. They just made it worse for, for a five year old, of course. So <laughs> Well, yeah, when we when we keep that in mind, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Find Familiar, we've already talked about. Uh, when you cast it, you choose between a Celestial Fey or Fiend, and then you choose, kind of like the Druid, you choose whether it's an air, land, or water. And then you just make up whatever it is that you wanted to bring out. And it resembles the tiny creature of whatever choice from that native region that you've chosen from. The Familiar has its own stat block, uh, but can be beefed up in a few areas like AC by casting it at higher levels. Not by much. Not by much, but a little bit. But they do have attack actions now, and so they're they're effective in combat ish. They're still very squishy and not a great AC. But if you want them to do some stuff, like I said, touch touch action spells, they can do that now. Yeah, that sort of thing is okay. I think having the standardized stat block is just an, a weird, a weird thing. Yep, doesn't work with Fon Famir, Just like I don't, I don't like it with the Druid. Yeah, it's, I don't think it works. It didn't need to be there, but that's the way it is. We talked about Fine Steed already. That one changed, and it specifically goes into what the Paladin can do. Spare the Dying now brings creatures back to 1 HP. That's a huge buff. Yeah, because beforehand you just stabilized them. They were still unconscious, but now they're coming back. They can get up. Yeah, yeah. They're, it, that's a it's a huge deal for a cantrip. Cantrip, yeah. That's the thing. It's a cantrip. So people who keep Spare the Dying on them, you know, that's a big deal now. This is your time to shine. It's a must-have. If you're a healer class oh, yeah. at all, any of these priest class, you have to have that on you. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've taken that choice away. Yeah. You better have Spare the Dying because you're going to save somebody's life. Yes. One of your four cantrips you start with is going to be that for sure. Yeah. So that's a great change. Yes. I applaud that. We, we all love that. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, they have to, uh, gone and flip-flop back again on our inspiration stuff here. So rolling a 1 on a d20 no longer gives you inspiration. Thank God. That was just not the way we wanted it to work anyway. Yeah. But they've now also changed inspiration to call it Heroic Advantage. Why? <laughs> no clue. Why? So that there's something else that separates the people who have been playing forever from the people who just start? Yes. Yeah, because... Well, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> not, not even going to talk about it. That's a whole other, whole other episode. We'll but it, it. It's, it's setting them up for what they're doing in the future. Everything they're doing, all the language, is setting them up for what's going to happen in the future. When they get through the classes, then you'll see what the plan is for the future. And yeah. I don't think many of us are going to like it. Probably not. We'll be playing 5e. Yeah. Sticking with it. Long rest now restore HP and ability scores to max. So if you had somehow fought someone that lowered your max HP or an ability score, when you sleep now, it raises them back to max regardless. Instead of having, there's lots of things you had to do like lesser restoration or greater restorations and, and yeah. all this other stuff to get them back before. Now just sleeping does it. Apparently, you know, I got my arm chopped off and I lost three strength, but let me go to sleep, buddy. Now Talk I feel better that. now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Sleeping in, um, you know, in the D and D realm is is a it's a cure all. It's it's more powerful than any magic you could think of. It is a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a metaphor. Yeah, it eludes most of us in the real life, so they're they're putting it in there. It shows shows what yeah, it's fantasy. You got those so. eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also decreases exhaustion levels by one for every night you sleep. So I I don't think that changed. That's what yeah. happened anyway in a long rest. So. Not much there. That's the basics around most of things to change. There are a few other things here and there, but we spent an hour bashing the druid. I think that's pretty much wrapped up this UA. Yeah, he's got to go lick his wounds, the poor thing. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts yeah, a lot. It's rough, man. I don't... Hopefully there will be some better, some other subclasses that can just make the druid shine in other ways because moon druid ain't it. Yeah, no, it, it's not. I, uh, yeah, we can go another 30 minutes. We won't. Yeah. But if you want to know our personal thoughts, <laughs> shoot us an email. Cryptoknowledge.com. Mine's Goose at Cryptoknowledge.com, and his is Blake at Cryptoknowledge.com. Shoot us an email. We'll talk to you about it. Yeah, we'd love to hear from uh, from listeners. Find out what yeah. you think. Or check out our socials. All of them are at D&D Crypt Podcast. You can check us out there and shoot us 
all kinds of messages. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about on the show. We always put out on Mondays now, we put out questions, ask you some of our crazy things, like what's your favorite snack to bring to the table and things like that. So we'd love to hear from you about, about what you think about anything. What is your favorite snack at the table, Goose? Gosh, it's so difficult, but I think it has to be like a, a pizza roll type thing. Ooh, there you go. You know, okay. Yeah, it's Classic. just... There's so many that you put, you know, chips and dip. It's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of sweets. I'm thinking like some chocolate chip cookies or something. See, diabetic. Can't have those. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> my or fault. They would be on my table, too. You're right. Yes, you're right. Tell you. Let's keep it savory, then. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of just, you know, ordering pizza like we did recently oh, yes. at the game we played. Yes. Ordering pizza. Everybody sits around, has a good time talks for a few minutes and then you get back to killing things that's the best part of those those sessions sometimes is i know that there's going to be pizza there yeah in person and this is why i miss it in person has so much more of a personal feel to it mm-hmm. because you're there and you're interacting and you get sidetracked and you go off on goofy tangents and all that stuff it's easier to do in person than it is online but you got to do what you got to do if you want to play so online works yeah too. yeah we make it work because we just love to play and that's 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 the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. So wrapping it up, final thoughts. Uh, Druid gets an F. What do you think? Yeah, big F in chats for Druid. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, if you're a paladin, it's it's <laughs> C plus. It's fine. Yeah, C plus. Change the way B I feel minus? about it. No, yeah. paladins are still great. Play them. Play them all day. Yeah, actually, <laughs> if somebody's thinking about playing Druid, talk them into paladin. Yes. <laughs> there you go. At least they'll know uh, what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Them or, that or a cleric, just say, look, you're going to heal anyway. Just Oh, <laughs> yeah. Two. No, 100%. We'll have to see what the war domain looks like in the new, in the UA, when, what, like, war domain and other stuff, because the uh, life is okay, well, but, it, I mean, it's a really good healer. Yeah. Well, Maybe we'll, we'll get see. some, <laughs> something else. Maybe. Maybe. But next week, I promise we'll be more positive about yeah. things. <laughs> Come back and listen to us because we will actually go through feats that we promised would be this week. But we thought this would be more important to, well, I hoped it would be more important to have positive things. But it was more important to get the information out to you now. Then we'll talk about feats next week on the Crypt of Knowledge. Good night, everyone. <laughs>